On a beautiful run through the park on a pleasant day, you can easily get lost. No, no, no! She didn't kill him. Huh? In your true crime podcast. It was the pool guy. So obvious. Whatever motivates you works for us. It's all about letting your run be your run. And Brooks is here for every runner, doing the research and sweating the details to create gear that works for you. It's your run. Brooks, run happy. This October, Overwatch 2 arrives. I'm going to give you a rundown on what to expect from the new free-to-play team-based shooter game. There are a ton of epic heroes to play, each with their own unique abilities, personalities, and roles. Charge into battle as a guerrilla scientist, take aim as a cybernetic super soldier, or heal up your team as a rollerblading DJ. No matter what mode you play, work together to get that dub. Overwatch 2, free to play October 4th. Hello and welcome to the Ice Guys, brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network. This is the show that takes you into the world of the National Hockey League. Every game, every day, from a sports betting perspective. With pro handicappers Alex B. Smith and Ian Cameron, and veteran sports writer Jimmy Murphy. And now, here's your host, Ian Cameron. Welcome to the Ice Guys, presented by the Hockey Podcast Network, Monday, October 18th. Ian Cameron, Alex B. Smith with you. Uh, We're ready to break down this Monday. Uh, NHL card. Four games on tap uh, tonight in NHL action. But before we get to tonight's card, we're going to start with the uh, surprise that we have been talking about for the last a few days now uh, on the Ice Guys show that we have planned for you today. We are very happy here at the Ice Guys to be able to say that on a permanent, daily, full-time basis, we are welcoming back an original member uh, of the Ice Guys show joining us uh, on an every single day basis in one of the previous incarnations of this show. He was part of it. Uh, in fact, right from the very beginning, and, and we are very excited to welcome back to the Ice Guys, round of applause, the one, the only, the Nova Scotian himself, Halifax's finest, Andrew McGinnis is back on the Ice Guys. Andrew, welcome. Glad to have you back with the crew. What an intro, Ian. I appreciate it, man. Uh, it, it's great to be back here with you guys, uh, Jimmy, as well. I'm uh, going to be here just talking hockey with you guys every single day. Uh, a lot of the guys in the, tuning in live are a part of the Ice, Ice Guys viewership. I know them all. Um, great, great, loyal viewers. And uh, as you guys always mention, the interaction in the live YouTube and throughout your guys' platforms is what we really like the most. And uh, like you mentioned, I mean, I was here with you guys years ago. I, I wasn't really that long ago. And uh, just memories, honestly, just like hanging out with you guys before we started the show now and uh, just looking forward to talking hockey. And, you know, and for everybody out there that kind of wonder what happened, uh, you know, I still stayed in close contact with all these guys. You know, we were in the same group chat still. We were still talking about games, uh, joking around about goaltenders having a bad night and all that kind of stuff. So uh, good to be back. The gang is back together. We should play that song. The boys are back. Uh, the boys are back and ready to talk some hockey. So. I appreciate you guys for me welcoming me back, and uh, let's make some money. Absolutely. Uh, it's good to have you back. Thin Lizzie, right? The boys are uh, back in town, and uh, we're not going to specifics why Andrew's been away for these last couple of years, but the bottom line is things came together. Things are in a place now where we could make this happen, and Andrew is back uh, on the Ice Guys. Of course, it's been with uh, Wager Talk doing puck time. Very good show. Not Ice Guys good. Call me when you're doing seven days a week, but still very good. <laughs> 
<laughs> to get that in there. But it's a very good hockey show, too. Yeah. But we are happy to have Andrew uh, back uh, on this show. And he's going to be on any day. Any day he can be here, he will be here, uh, essentially here uh, on the ice, guys. And we're looking forward to having him back. And Alex, I think I speak for you, uh, for me. I think I speak for you and Jimmy as well. Jimmy, by the way, will be back with us tomorrow. He's got a docs appointment today, yeah. uh, but well, Jimmy will be back tomorrow. I think I speak for both of us, Alex, and saying we're happy to have Andrew back with us. Long One of our longtime friends and our former colleague on the ice guys is back with us once again. Yeah, absolutely. It's always great to see Andrew. Like I so said, we've been you know talking the, the whole time and you know things were able to kind of, you know, uh, line up where he was able to come back on now. And so now, like I said, you know, everybody in the chat's happy and I'm, I'm glad uh, the response is it's positive because we're only going to get stronger now with, with the three of us and Jimmy, uh, you know, like I said, we'll be able to rotate and, and, and we'll be on, you know, providing the same great content we have over, over the last several years. So uh, I'm really excited. And, and hopefully, you know, those who watch Puck Time have watched us. I know there's a lot of people who watch pretty much all the hockey content that's on uh, oh, yeah, YouTube. Oh, yeah, so, crossover. Yeah, so the crossover is huge. So, yeah. so you know, the more info, the merrier. Uh, four heads are better than three now. And uh, that's what we're hoping to, uh, to prove moving forward. Well, and we all have our secondary hockey shows. I mean, you've got uh, a Bet US hockey show with Dana Lane and Brian Blessing. I'm going to be doing a pub sports radio hockey show uh, starting next week or the week after daily. Andrew's got puck time with Wager Talk. And so we've got all our secondary shows, but this is my first love right here. Yeah. <laughs> it's the Ice Guys. Uh, nothing can beat it. Uh, and I'm looking forward to being back with two of you and, of course, Jimmy uh, for the rest of the season and beyond, hopefully. So without further ado, we've got a card to break down. It's time to get to work. Uh, let's start with the New York Rangers and the Toronto Maple Leafs. We've got Toronto uh, minus 180 home favorites here, six being the total uh, in this game, Rangers and Leafs. Uh, for the Leafs uh, coming into this game following a bounce-back game against the Ottawa Senators uh, on Saturday night, good call for me for going with the uh, first-period puck line with the Leafs on Saturday night. All I heard was much better start we needed after starting slow against Montreal in the first game. Uh, and the, obviously the game against Ottawa They're in Ottawa last week, they got down three, nothing after the first period. So uh, the Leafs were hell bent on a better start. They finally got it uh, and they got the win three to one uh, the other night against uh, the Ottawa senators, uh, Austin Matthews. Uh, he's been obviously recovering from off season wrist surgery, but he is active and expected to return tonight for the Leafs against the uh, New York Rangers who have got their own injury concerns as well. We, uh, By the way, the Leafs on the blue line. We know Morozik's out for a period of time. We know Hall and Muzzin, Justin Hall, Jake Muzzin uh, on the blue line uh, also uh, you know, potentially out tonight. We'll have to wait and see. Look like game time decisions, both of them. And for the Rangers, Capococco, my pick to be a bounce back player this year for the Rangers. And now he's on injured reserve. It's, it's not looking like it's going to be short term for him. Uh, upper body injury and uh, Ryan Strom as well for this Rangers team. So two of that second line, you know, with the bread man Panarin, uh, you know, going to be potentially missing in action for a good amount of time here for this uh, New York Rangers team, a Rangers team that, you know, frustrated me already. They didn't wait at all to frustrate me. Like they did so much last year thinking, uh, Rangers going to be better and disappoint me and disappoint me. And it happened in the first couple of games this year uh, as well, backing this team. Uh, but I'll tell you what, uh, they had a better performance last time out. How about Alexi Lafreniere? Let's give Alex some kudos. He loved that prop Saturday. Alexi Lafreniere to score against the Montreal. Why not? He's close to home, pumped up, up play the Habs on Hockey Night in Canada. And boy, he played well. It got the Rangers uh, on the score sheet there. I don't have a strong opinion. This is going to be a pass for me. Obviously, I'm not in the uh, mood to lay minus 180 with Toronto right now. 
but the Rangers are just, you know, I'm kind of Jimmy. We put a freaking one month ban on Jimmy Murphy from betting the New York Rangers. And I'm not at that stage yet, but I'm not really looking to back the Rangers until I see a couple games that they can string together in a row where they're consistent and they find a way like Montreal's in some rough shape right now. I don't know if that's enough for me for the New York Rangers to say, oh, everything's good again uh, for the Rangers. So I'm going to just wait and see on the Rangers and I'm going to just sit back and watch this game tonight. So it's a pass for me. Uh, you know what, Andrew, since you're making your return, let's go to you first for this game. Uh, New York Rangers, Toronto Maple Leafs. Yeah, I mean, uh, look, this is a Maple Leafs team that I've been kind of shocked with. I mean, 0-3 uh, in favor of the under. Uh, this is a team that's actually somewhat impressed me defensively so far I start off the year. So I don't know if it's more so just impressing me defensively or the offense hasn't really been there yet. But I think they've actually been a lot more responsible in their own end. Um, but out the gate, I mean, it, it looks back just like we saw against Montreal in the playoffs last year. Um, Marner struggles continue. Tavares hasn't really hasn't buried one yet. Uh, but looking at this game, the expected goal numbers, I'm usually a situational guy and someone that uses the eye test. But you have to look at things for the Toronto Maple Leafs right now. Expected goal numbers. We have the Maple Leafs 3.73 expected goals per 60. It's really good. Uh, they're creating chances. The scoreboard watchers aren't knowing exactly what's going on with this team right now. They're creating chances. Um, obviously, two games against Ottawa. First game against Montreal. Uh, but even that game they dropped against Ottawa. Plenty of chances were created. And New York, I don't know. I'm just not sure I can buy into them yet. I feel like there's a lot of hype. I, I was watching the episode where you guys put the ban on Jimmy. And he asked you. And you were cracking me up with that, Ian. You were like... You were giving it to him. You were like confirming it. Well, you're you the like, one suggesting it, Jim. Yeah, you yeah. got to make sure it's one whole month. No <laughs> yeah. New York Rangers bets. No ifs, ands, or buts. We're following yeah. through. We're enforcing this shit. You gave him the final <laughs> answer and everything. That that absolutely cracked me up. But uh, I've locked in the Leafs in regulation. This is my first bet on the Leafs um, so far this season. And I thought it was a pretty good price. I jumped in it overnight, but it's still not too bad of a price. And, you know, New York coming off that win against Montreal that was a pretty low-scoring game. They, they, they were struggling to score. You know, I, I like the over in this game slightly, in, but I'm, I'm stronger. I have a stronger opinion on Leafs and regulation. I feel like getting Matthews back is obviously a huge boost. To be honest with you, I'm, I'm probably going to have a sprinkle on Matthews to score, but it's just I always find it quite funny laying, you know, a minus 110 with one guy to score. But that's just how pivotal he is to this team. And, you know, you can even look at his point props and stuff like that. But uh, I had something that I retweeted uh Lafreniere play alongside two Leaf killers, Kreider and Zibanejad tonight. Kreider has three goals, nine assists, 12 points, last 10 games versus uh, Toronto and seven-game point streak versus the Leafs. Zibanejad, three goals, two assists, five points, last four games against the Maple Leafs. So I already sort of leaned towards the over in this game, and that kind of helped me get there. But uh, 100%, I, I have a stronger play on the Leafs in regulation because it wouldn't shock me again if Campbell locks it down. If Shesterkin is the starter, I know Gallant's kind of playing games. It wouldn't shock me if they lock it down, but uh, I have to lean towards the over as well. All right, so a small lean in the over, like in Toronto and regulation a little bit more. Uh, Alex, your thoughts here, Rangers and Leafs. Yeah, I'm not betting on the Rangers right now either. It's not a permanent uh, or at least a semi-permanent moratorium like Jimmy has. But uh, <laughs> as far as the side goes, I just can't really look at them. And especially Jared Rubel made a great comment in the chat about how Gerald Gallant's doing the same thing uh, now he did with Vegas in the sense of he's not going to let us know who the goalies are until very late. So that's a problem, especially when you're talking about the difference between Georgiev uh, and Shesterkin. 
Uh, more comfortable with Shesterkin. Obviously, he's the better of the two goalies. Georgie Evans in certain spots is decent, but uh, information we'd like to know earlier, we're going to get later from uh, the blue shirts moving forward. So you kind of have to you know adjust to that. I like the Chris Kreider prop. You know, Andrew uh, tweeted that out. I'm going to go with him over half a point. You only land a dollar six or a dollar ten in some places with that. Uh, I think he definitely should be able to be one of the guys. If he doesn't get a goal, get an assist, except that line Lafreniere finally gets a goal. Maybe he can keep that streak rolling as well, uh, playing alongside him. So Chris Kreider over a half a point minus a dollar six is what I got it at. Uh, that's the only play I have in this game. All right, there you go. Looking at player prop there for uh, Alex in that Rangers-Leafs game. All right, we move on now. Seattle Kraken, Philadelphia Flyers. Philadelphia minus 130, minus 135 home favorites. Uh, six was the total. It's dropped down to five and a half uh, here in this game. I think that makes some sense. I could see this be lower scoring, and that's me saying that after seeing Philly look like the nightmare defensively against Vancouver that they looked like uh, last year uh, for the most part. And Carter Hart again, man. Fighting with the fighting the puck, not tracking the puck well. Like he's basically looking around for the puck, like he's on an Easter egg hunt or fucking something, and, and the puck's already in the net. Uh, like it's like, man, can you, do you? It's it's a black rondelle. It's a black object. Can you find it? It's not like you're looking for a needle in a haystack here, man. You just got to track the puck a little bit better. <laughs> That's what we're waiting on for Carter Hart, and he misplayed and lost track of lost sight of the puck. A mi- a bunch of times against Vancouver and a couple times he paid the price for it. So he's definitely a goalie fighting it a, a little bit. He's back in net tonight. What are you going to get from him? You know, all I heard from Alain Vigneault, and it makes me think it's just coach speak. It's just something you say to the media to make it sound like everything's hunky dory when he's saying, Oh, he's dialed in Carter Hart and training camp. He's dialed in. He's ready to go. I didn't see any market improvement in that first game that they lost in a shootout. It's like saying Cooper. Ben Simmons is dialed in in the off season with his, when no one's guarding him. Yeah, <laughs> you could say that. Yeah, exactly. I can stop a few pucks in practice with no, uh, you know, uh, that are not being shot at the same ferocity or same speed level that I get in the, in a regular season game. So I'm fine. I'm locked in. Yeah. Uh, obviously in a game situation, we still saw some chinks in the armor for Carter Hart uh, against Vancouver. So uh, that's the issue here. I mean, it's difficult right now to trust him in net. And uh, Seattle could easily be undefeated right now. They lost to Columbus in overtime, game that could have went either way. I don't think they played as well as they did against Nashville. But, you know, defensively, they didn't give Columbus a whole lot. But Columbus got the overtime goal, uh, and that was the difference. They beat Nashville for their first game, and they outplayed Vegas for two periods in their first game uh, of the season, this Kraken team. I like the way they're structured. Dave Haxtell's implemented that. They've drafted this team for be strong from the back end out with Grubauer and Nett with the blue line. They are going to miss uh, Vince Dunn. And yeah, they still have some absences up front like Yarncroke, Gord, uh, and Marcus Johansson. And they'll miss Vince Dunn on the back end. But the one place they've got some depth is blue line. Uh, so you're going to see a guy like Hayden Fleury step in, which I think is fine. He's a capable guy uh, to step in in that blue line. I like Seattle here a little bit. Now, I think this is the situation where if Seattle wins tonight, I hope they do because I'm betting them at a plus price. But if they do tonight, look toward maybe fading them tomorrow at New Jersey. It's their final game of this four game road trip to begin the year. And then they've got Seattle because then they go home for that. You know, it's a much anticipated. Everybody's excited for that first home game in Seattle Saturday night against Vancouver. So if they win tonight, you could see a little bit of a mentally checked out team potentially tomorrow night in the game against New Jersey. So that's what I'm hoping for. 
and we're open for Seattle to get it done tonight. So give me Seattle at a plus price in this one. Alex, what do you think here? Seattle, Philly. Yeah, that's a good point to make. Like I said, obviously, you know, things wrapping up with this road trip, which has been fairly successful for them, obviously. Uh, you know, this is a Seattle team. They're playing the style of play that they wanted right off the jump. Right? A lot of other teams, and, you know, we can kind of talk about that, especially with, you know, Ian, me and you have been looking at over so far. beginning of the year back on oh yeah you're good you can't okay you're good all right so yeah uh the beginning of the year looking at overs and all of a sudden you have this issue where you know teams are are a bit timid offensively uh gripping the sticks a little tight i don't know if that had to do with how preseason started the fact that we had our first full preseason in a while and you know uh, most teams weren't running their regular lines until the last game if at all they were doing more things in practice like you said not in in game action so we're not seeing the offense click, but that's a good thing for Seattle right now. They're kind of taking advantage of it with the defensive style that they're playing, uh, taking advantage of some teams here. And like I said, Carter Hart still looking a bit shaky. Uh, this is the only thing I would be looking at here would be Seattle. It missed my card tonight, uh, taking a little lighter with the, with the four-card slate. But uh, if I had to play anything here, it would be Seattle. Maybe look for something in-game. Yeah, that's a good point, Jarek. I hadn't even thought of that, Jarek. You're absolutely 100% right. I never thought of that. Dave Axtell did – Head, was the head coach of the Flyers years ago. And if, yeah, to the win one for the coach that got dis- fired by the Flyers years, I don't think that's a huge deal, but it's yeah. actually not something I really considered. But uh, we'll have to. Uh, the bottom line is just, I just don't want to lay a price with this Flyer blue line right now or a goaltender that I don't think has got his confidence all the way where it needs to be right now. And we saw that against Vancouver breakdown. Penalty kill was terrible against Vancouver as well. So that's a concern for Philly. It's just not a team I'm ready to lay a price with. And like I said, Seattle is one and two. You could be looking at a 3-0 and hockey team because they've been right there in every game, played well enough to win every game. Andrew, any thoughts here? Kraken Flyers. Yeah, so one of the one of the things I want to fo- – I've made a goal of, to work on this year, especially out of the gate, is, is just – is protecting the bankroll with VIG, you know, like not, not getting involved with these prices. And yeah. I'm not saying that I'm not willing – you know, my, my, my methodology has – I'm willing if it, if it is need be and I like a spot enough I'll lay some decent chalk, but for the most part this season, I've been on dogs a lot so far, regulations, puck lines, team totals, that kind of stuff. But to be honest, guys, it's actually a pretty chalky slate for me to start. So I'm kind of coming on the show for my first time in a while with you guys, obviously, and and I'm liking some favorites. But look, I like Philadelphia, and I think this is an opportunity sometimes to look at a second, a team's second game at home. You know, I think people buy in too much to a team's home opener. And how exciting the players will be and the fans will be. You know, I always try try and remind people, these guys are humans just like us. And, and, you know, they want to perform. They're going out there. They're raising their sticks. They're getting their name called upon. They're skating onto the ice. The the fans are losing it. I I just really think that sometimes it's good if a a team loses. Like, look at Montreal tomorrow. You know, if a team loses their, their home opener, it's sometimes a good opportunity to bet them that next game They've got the home opener out of the way. They've got all the flashing lights, all the intro stuff out of the way. And when you look at that Philadelphia game, I actually was on Vancouver. I think Vancouver is actually going to be a good dog team this year to bet on. Um, I like how Philadelphia fought till the end, Ian. You know, I really like how they didn't give up. I didn't like it as a Vancouver better at the time. Uh, but looking back on it, obviously now I, I like the effort and I like how they stuck with it. Uh, ended up forcing that game into an extra t- extra frame. So, you know, I, I really, even though it's early in the season, it's 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 promising to see a team not just call it a game. You know, within the last five to ten minutes of that game, pushing it towards overtime, they ended up losing. But 
I thought this was actually a, a decent uh, price here. It hasn't moved quite a bit, but uh, I've got Mikey in here. He's bringing up that point as well about Hackstall returning for the first time. Lots of, uh, you know, talk about that online and everything like that. I, th- I think it's a factor. Don't get me wrong. But um, if I'm playing Seattle a lot lately, I'm playing unders. That's probably what I'm going to look for. I catch them against uh, Nashville, but I'm looking to bet unders with this team. I, I, I think expansion teams you build an expansion team to be hard to play against. That's everything that I've been taught, everything that I know. I know a few people that played junior hockey that got uh, traded to expansion teams, and all the players that play for those teams are great defensive and two-way players. You don't want to have flashy guys that don't back check, and I feel like the main message for Seattle is to be tough to play against. But they're on the road trip. Um, you know, They're coming into Philadelphia, Philly looking for their first win, obviously. I think it's a good spot for them. So. I'm taking Philly and uh, expected goal numbers say that uh, Seattle really hasn't created that much uh, yet. So I'm looking at Philadelphia here. I locked him in minus 130. Yeah, they've they've been better defensively than the Flyers, but the Flyers have generated a lot more than Seattle in the first. uh, Well, Seattle's only one game sample size for Philly, but you've got three for uh, Seattle. But nevertheless, it's interesting. You're right. Things are going to get... Quickly, very, very uh, interesting for the Flyers if they uh, drop two in a row, especially losing at home to a first-year uh, franchise. So it's a fascinating game. We'll see how that one plays out. Next up, we've got Anaheim and Calgary. Calgary minus 200 home favorites, five and a half the total in this game. Um, I don't have much on this game. This is the other pass for me on this card. I don't trust either of these teams. There's no way I'm laying minus 200 with Calgary right now, uh, coming off a loss to Edmonton, a rivalry game. On the flip side, though, you look at Anaheim. I know they had the uh, shocking win, although it's not so shocking because I don't know what happened to the Winnipeg Jets the other night uh, against Saturday uh, against San Jose. They've got some issues right now uh, as well. Terrible third period for them in that game. Uh, but Anaheim got the win against Winnipeg, uh, came back against Minnesota, and yeah, they were in the game, but they got heavily outplayed uh, by the Minnesota Wild uh, in that game. Really fortuitous, really, that it took a shot from Nick Marcus Felino with seven seconds to go. Uh, for Minnesota to win that game. Fortuitous that, you know, Anaheim was that close to even getting a point, which they probably shouldn't have uh, in that game. So I haven't seen a lot other than, uh, I'll say this about Anaheim. Some of their youngsters, they do have a little bit more speed to them, you know, with uh, Mason McTavish on the team now, full year of Trevor Zegras, certainly going to help them in terms of the uh, generating offense, generating chances, a little creativity with the puck. You know how bland this team was in terms of their offensive creativity last year. Like there was no sense of anticipation, no sense of, you know, oh, here's, we know where each other's going to be on the ice. Let's try to get a little creative with the puck rather than just straight line shooting from anywhere type of approach. They've got a little more of that now, uh, but they're still a team that's, uh, you know, still working toward generating more and, uh, not having to rely on defense and the goaltending specifically of not only Gibson, but we got to ha- hand it off to a, or uh, give a round of applause to Stolarz as well, sure. uh, who is very good Friday night. He's good. Every Now the recent starts I've seen out of Stolarz, he's played very well for the uh, Ducks going back to last year. So they really have two goalies they feel good about. Obviously Gibson, it goes without saying. But for me, this is just two teams I don't really want to back, back right now, either one. So a pass for me we'll see how it goes alex what do you think ducks flames yeah i'm gonna go with the calgary in the first period though the puck line uh plus 135 i'm even seeing plus as high as plus 143 at, at one shot uh jerry rubel in the chat making a great point about how home teams in the first period 18 3 and 2 uh so far in their home openers and this is a ducks team like i said they got really fortunate uh and in that game even though they lost but i'm just saying even the fact that it was still 2-1 they had a chance to go in the ot possibly against the wild 
they should have lost that game six to two, honestly. Uh, you know, Anthony Stolar stood on his head. We'll be stunned to see that happen uh, again in, in his next five starts, I guarantee. Uh, you know, this is a guy who just, like I said, just outplayed his metrics and was in a great situation. But this is a Calgary team that, uh, you know, like I said, they want to try to, to get things running and going in their home opener. We're not going to see them with a ton of firepower. Obviously, we know how they're built. They're more of a, of a defensive-minded team. But they should be able to get a jump on this Anaheim team early. Uh, if Anaheim, like I said, they're giving up a ton of shots already. They're in midseason form in that aspect. So uh, let's let's go with the Flames first period puck line. All right, that's Calgary minus a half uh, at a plus price in the uh, first period for uh, Alex in this uh, Anaheim Calgary game. Uh, Andrew, what do you like here with Anaheim Calgary? Yeah, it's a great trend. Uh, I definitely endorse that first period play as well. I'll tell you guys, I, I broke one of my golden rules. Uh, and this is why I hate puck lines. So hats off to Jimmy for all the ones he catches. I broke one of my golden rules when involving the Anaheim Ducks in a wager. And that's playing the puck line. You know, I had Minnesota Wild on the puck line. And everybody that I know that had the regulation wager. And I was talking to our pal Terry in the chat uh, in DMs. And, you know, I had the puck line. A lot of people had regulation. And I missed out on that one. Um, you know, but I, I, if you look at the, the the chances, I mean, I definitely had the opportunities to catch that plus 155. But this is a Ducks team that it made me laugh when you said midseason form, Ian, because it's pretty much true. It's it's what they do. Uh, it's kind of like a soccer team that has 20% possession in that game, but yet, you know, it's like a 1-1 draw. You know, it, they, they're a team that if you look at some of these numbers, you might think they're getting absolutely dominated, but sometimes that might be actually what they're trying to do. I'm not saying they want to get, you know, all the time in their own end, but they definitely play a trappy style. They, they play the kind of hockey that coaches hate. You know what I mean? They sit back. I, I, I think I saw a wild defenseman just kind of stand there with the puck at one point. You, I think, yeah, Alex, I don't know if you guys saw that, but like yeah. literally, yeah, he, he was just waiting for someone to come after him and nobody was coming after him. Uh, so the Anaheim Ducks, they play a boring style of hockey, but they have a good mixture of youth and, and vets now, which I can appreciate, but they're not going to be able to, uh, you know, replicate that defense performance. And, and Stolar's played well. Alex and I were both tweeting about him. I mean, I was frustrated uh, betting against him, obviously. But hat, sometimes you have to give your take your hat off to somebody that plays that well. Um, I don't like the Flames too much this year in the division. I don't think that they were properly uh, the odds were created for them properly. I don't think I don't think they're going to finish top three or four uh, in this division actually. But I feel like this is a good bet on spot for them. Uh, this is the team that had forty three shots, guys in their first game against the Edmonton Oilers. If you're, if you're a kind of guy that just looked at the scoreboard, you would think that Connor McDavid and, and the Oilers absolutely destroyed the flames, but you know, expected goals wise shots on goal wise, you know, individual players, uh, Corsi numbers were actually pretty good for the flames. So I'm, I'm on the flames in regulation in this one. And uh, I, I was talking with, I think it was Jarek in the chat, a few people looking at this one as well. Um, Matthew Kachuk had nine shots, guys, again against the Edmonton Oilers. And I, I tweeted this out um, during one of the last Anaheim games, saying you should be looking at either full team shots, save shots for Anaheim goaltenders, or individual player pr uh, props on shots against the Anaheim Ducks. Right now, Lindholm is uh, over two and a half, minus 110. And my book is showing minus 140 for over two and a half for Matthew Kachuk. And the thing with Matthew Kachuk is that he doesn't always shoot to score. He shoots to freeze the puck. And sometimes those are the kind of guys you want to look for 
for for shots on goal props not guys that are always trying to go top corner you know what i mean just guys trying to get the puck on net so uh i'm going to go ahead and give out the better priced one with Lindholm over two and a half shots and uh, i'm also going to grab the uh, flames and regulation all right, there you go. Uh, the sh- shots on goal, especially for Kachuk, Calgary in regulation, which you can get uh, a better price than certainly the uh, full game uh, money line for sure. So uh, Calgary uh, for Calgary first period for Alex and Calgary in the in regulation for uh, Andrew. Yeah. And just a quick note too, when you look at when you see teams that have high shot counts like that, and you, you know we mentioned Monahan and Kachuk. A lot of these books, especially our book DraftKings, uh, you can you know have if they have same game same game parlays available. You can stack these and, and knock some of those prices down. Yes. You think a line's going to dominate, just like we talked about with the Rangers line, Kreider, Lafreniere. You can take all three of those guys' shot totals, or you know, I would take all three for goals, but at least shot totals over shots over, and uh, stack that and get an even better price. So that's something to think about if, if your book offers same game parlays to stack some of those together potentially, kind of like in a, in a fantasy you know uh, sports form of you know you have that whole line you know going for an even. Yeah, exactly. That's a good point. Look at like McDavid. Even you see McDavid not score for a couple of games. You see the Oilers playing a team they should beat. You could get Edmonton to win the game and McDavid to get a point or McDavid to score a goal, and you're just getting that. I mean, obviously, be smart with your bankroll, but I mean, the guy scored a hat trick like it was nothing the other day, and it's only early in the season, so. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the shots on goal. By the way, there is there is actually. A, I'm going to give out a prop too because I I am going to bet this. I figure what might as well mention it. Um, guy that's making his debut for the Flames tonight. Blake Coleman is uh, suspensions over. Uh, he's going to make his uh, Flames debut tonight. And I like good players, and he is a good player, very effective. He's only going to be on the third line, so it concerns me. Is he going to get enough minutes to make an impact to? Uh, get some of these props in the win column, but I'm going to take a shot. I think this, remember, this is a guy that scored some big goals uh, in that Stanley Cup run for the uh, Tampa Bay uh, Lightning last year. Uh, interested in Blake Coleman at a plus 260 anytime goal scorer tonight uh, in this game against Anaheim here. Um, I always like the good players. They want to make an impact the first game with a brand new team. Uh, I think you end up seeing that. And I've actually, this has worked out well a couple of times already this year with the first uh, game for a player. I mean, Hyman scored in his first game with the Oilers. So uh, it's just certain players, you know, you get them wanting to make that impact in that very uh, first game. So, yeah, Blake Coleman plus 260 uh, in that range. Anytime goal score, I think that's worth uh, some price. kind of bet here uh, tonight. Yeah, absolutely. It is a it is a very good price, no doubt. Um, before we get to our last game, we want to remind everybody about our great sports book uh, partners here with the Hockey Podcast Network. DraftKings, uh, of course, they are now the official sports betting partner of not only the NFL, but now the NHL uh, as well. Uh, Great to see the NHL using DraftKings as their uh, partner, official partner uh, for sports betting. Uh, A reminder, too, this weekend, uh, if you're hungry for a big win and you're an NFL fan, official sports betting partner of the NFL, DraftKings, as you covered, new customers, bet just $5.00 on any NFL team to win their game this upcoming Sunday. And if they do, you win $200 in free bets. So think about that. $5 on any NFL team to win their game. If they do that, you win $200 in free bets. Uh, Winner, winner, chicken dinner, if you will. Uh, If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet uh, or you're in Canada, keep in mind DraftKings still has uh, daily fantasy tournaments and contests you can enter. Uh, everyone can play for huge cash prizes. Uh, DraftKings giving all new customers a free shot 
at millions of dollars in total prizes with your very first deposit. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app, use promo code THPN, and bet just $5 on any NFL team to win their game on Sunday. And if you, and if you do, you'll win $200 in free bets. Uh, if they win, you win. Use that promo code THPN this week at DraftKings, official sports betting partners of both the NFL and the NHL. Uh, must be 21 years of age or older. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit. $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. And if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Download that app. Download DraftKings Sportsbook app. Sign up for an account. Use the promo code THPN. All right, let's get to our last game. St. Louis Blues, Arizona Coyotes. St. Louis minus 180. Uh, road favorites, five and a half, the total in this one. This line, when it opened, and it was midday Sunday when we got lines posted for the Monday games, was St. Louis minus 115 to minus 120 in some spots. Do you think we've seen a little bit of a move toward the Blues? I'd say so. Uh, only 60 cents uh, up <laughs> uh, on this uh, price. And I feel bad because I bet St. Louis last night when it was still, I think it was around minus 140 still when I got it. But I, I just don't really love recommending the Blues minus 180 now. I think if you want to still get in on them, you go in regulation here tonight. And that's what I'll recommend for the purposes of the show. Like, I've got minus 140, full game money line. So that's my bet. But for the purposes of the show and the current lines that are available right now, I'll go with St. Louis uh, minus 110 uh, in regulation. Uh, in this game here tonight uh, against the Arizona Coyotes. I was impressed with St. Louis against Colorado the other night. Got a little close. You know, we were worried about them. Colorado made us a push in the third period. And keep in mind, Colorado was without Nathan McKinnon uh, and Landeskog as well uh, on Saturday night against the Blues. But uh, give uh, St. Louis credit still. They played well. And I also was on the over five and a half St. Louis, Colorado. And I said in our preview shows, if you remember, St. Louis is going to be a sneaky over team this year. They've got more offense. Buchnevich getting him from the New York Rangers. And all of a sudden, you look at a lineup that it just deepens the lineup. You know, it expands the lineup a little bit when you uh, acquire a guy like Pavel Buchnevich in the offseason. All of a sudden, you've got Brandon Saad, O'Reilly, Otto, <laughs> as the number one center, uh, David Perron. On the top line, you've got Jordan Cairo. He showed you what he could do offensively last year with Braden Shen and Buchnevich. You've got a very capable offensive third line with Tarasenko, with Thomas Barbashev. Uh, you've all of a sudden got more weapons uh, up front, a little deeper forward group if you're the Blues now after getting him. And I think it's going to show up in their offensive production this year. I think their goals per game is going to go up. We already saw them uh, light up Colorado for five goals on Saturday night. And I think you're going to see them be more of an offensive team this year. Uh, look, let's give the young kid that was in net for Arizona credit uh, in the uh, game against Buffalo. They still lost 2-1 to one in a shootout, but uh, he played very well for them uh, in net in his NHL debut. Uh, Karel Vimelka uh, for the uh, Arizona Coyotes uh, played very well uh, in that game in the 2-1 to one loss to Buffalo. But you're not going to see him tonight. You're going back to Carter Hutton, confirmed in net for Arizona and his one and only start, about as bad as you could think, uh, Columbus, that game last week, uh, it was ugly for the Arizona Coyotes. And look, it's going to be ugly for this team defensively. It just is. I mean, even the game against Buffalo, 33 shots. There were some good looks for the Sabres in that game. Just couldn't cash. The young goalie did play well. Uh, and they're going to be challenged here, even at home. 
Uh, and keep in mind, too, they were at Columbus, at Buffalo, and now they're traveling back to the desert here for Monday uh, for this game against St. Louis. So it's not the greatest situational spot for Arizona. In fact, the travel is much better for St. Louis going Colorado to Arizona than Arizona going from Buffalo uh, back to Arizona. So I like the Blues here, but again, minus 140 is my personal bet, full game money line. But right now I would recommend minus 110 regulation for St. Louis. And I like over five and a half here as well. In fact, I think I like the total even more. Uh, I think the Blues will find their way to goals. I think they're a sneaky over team this year. And Arizona, I think I've got them. One of the reasons why they're a bottom five team, in my opinion, this year is because the defense and the goaltending is going to be bottom five, especially with Carter uh, Hutton uh, in net for the uh, Arizona Coyotes. So I like St. Louis in regulation, and I'm going to go over five and a half here uh, in this game as well. Uh, Alex, what's your thoughts? Blues, Coyotes. Yeah, I'm on St. Louis, the regulation. I was able to grab that at minus ten, and I also love this first period over. Uh, you get it over one and a half, minus $1.15. I've seen minus $1.20 earlier, but uh, we've actually seen this number come down a bit. And, you know, it's interesting. You mentioned uh, Vimelka getting the start and, and you know, uh, playing against Buffalo. I don't know if you guys watched the post game on NHL Network, but they were trying to make it seem like this guy was like the diamond in the rough, like he was going to be the next Pecorino. They, they kind of compared how he was scouted to how Pecorino was scouted. Pecorino was basically, you know, uh, Nashville scouts looked at him during a warm-up when they were actually looking for another goalie and ended up signing him. And, of course, he went on to have an illustrious career, but, uh, I don't know. They, Come you know, on, you guys. They're, they're reading I mean, into what are we yeah. doing here? I mean, yeah. it's, it's yeah. a game against an equal bottom feeder, Buffalo. Let's calm down with the next Marty Brodeur or Patrick Watt. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it was it was absolutely insane. It was, it was comical. And so uh, I, I'm going to be fading. If he's reading and listening to this press club, that will most surely be fading him in his next start whenever that happens. But uh, <laughs> like I said, this is, this is an Arizona team. I, I've said it, you know, constantly since the you know these numbers have come out about how bad Arizona's going to be all year and this is a these are two teams that were division rivals last year and we cashed a lot of tickets with the first period over I think five of the eight meetings or five of the nine meetings went over in the first period uh so these two teams had some kind of chippy battles against one another like I said you know we're still early enough in the season where that might be fresh on some of these guys minds especially on St. Louis's end because Arizona kind of kept uh, St. Louis from advancing in that Western division. They end up only finishing fourth. And, of course, we know what happened there. They got swept by Colorado uh, in the first round. So uh, I could see St. Louis, except they were able to build and get some uh, offense rolling in that game against Colorado. They should be able to to score and hold their own here uh, against the weak Coyotes team. So I like St. Louis in regulation and the first period over. Yeah, definitely. Uh, uh, By the way, this Arizona blue line, it's just uh, rough. I mean, you look at it. Chikrin's – I like Chikrin, but he's not ready to be number one defenseman on any team. I'm sorry. He's just not. I mean, it's just the state of this Arizona roster, which is paper thin, that he's a number one defenseman on this team. Uh, Strawman, Soderstrom, Shane Gostaspere's nickname is The Ghost. Uh, he's, a, he's also the ghost in terms of any kind of defensive prowess in his own zone uh, as well uh, for this uh, Coyotes team. He's just awful, uh, atrocious in his own end. He's a good skater. He can shoot the puck. He can be on the power play, chip in, but just not very good in terms of uh, defensive play. I mean, it's a very weak, thin blue line for Arizona. That being said, I, we talked St. Louis, too, on Saturday, Alex. This blue line has declined just a little bit. It's not that same great blue line. Krug's had a tough time adjusting. You know, after last year, when the, after getting him from Boston, uh, you look at some other uh, uh, these uh, blue liners for St. Louis. You know, Scandella's defensive plays declined. Pareko's often can't stay healthy. Uh, Falk sometimes is more of a uh, you know he'll get the puck moving up ice, but sometimes get caught uh, a little bit as well. And then you've got a weak third pair. And Bennington, 
in net for St. Louis is goal against average and save percentage. It's dropped and it's considerably dropped and continued to decline since they won the Stanley Cup a few years ago. And that concern, and Billy Huso, forget it. He has not shown at any point that he's ready to be an NHL caliber goaltender. So that's why I think they're a little bit weaker defensively, better offensively. St. Louis overs. Let's see if we can cash in another one tonight. Andrew, uh, what are your thoughts here? St. Louis, Arizona. Yeah, it won't take too much time. I'm, I'm on the over five and a half. Uh, it's not my favorite play on the card by any means, guys, but uh, I do like it. And, uh, you know, Ian already covered the travel spots. We talk about these teams and, uh, you know, being a little bit less impressive defensively. Obviously, the Coyotes a lot more, uh, you know, sloppy. But that game against Buffalo was just hilarious. I mean, when, when I used to play sports, we used to call that the toilet bowl game. You know, the, the game of the two crappiest teams. And uh, I actually had the over in that game. And it's kind of been something I've done for a long time when two teams that aren't that, you know, great or or high up in the standings come together. I look towards the over, but it seemed like it was quite the opposite where it was, hey, we know this is a winnable game. So we're actually going to play defensively. But let's be honest, guys, in that game, both teams had plenty of chances. They just couldn't finish. It's actually rather embarrassing. I mean, that game could have had plenty of goals, which is why I wasn't too upset about losing that over. Um, but this Arizona team, Ian just listed it off. Their defense is 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 poor. Um, and uh, we had somebody uh, up in the uh, comments section, I think it was Rodney, uh, mentioning a, a, a trend dating back to last year. And, and I say this out of complete respect. Um, I don't look at trends as far as totals goes and sometimes a lot of sides and stuff, unless it's like off a loss, come, dating back to last year. Because you don't know who's on the team this year compared to last year. It's all different. Um, so I don't like to use trends, you know, from carrying over from one year. And lots of stats sites like Covers and Odd Shark and all this stuff, they'll give you these streaks as if they were a part of all one long season. But as we all know, Arizona pretty much shipped out half their roster. They got half an AHL roster on their team. Um, they've got guys trying to make, make names for themselves, make impressions. But... I just I'm not ready for this team to be a team that I want to bet on. However, there's going to be times to bet overs with them, and this might be one for them. And uh, I think they'll score some goals, um, but I also think we'll get something out of the Blues as well. Do you guys remember when when the Blues won the Cup? A lot of it was because they were incredibly defensive, you know. And, and ever since then, like Ian said, it's it's been different. Their faster pace, their power play is absolutely killer. Um, one play I want to run by you guys. I mean, I think we've all kind of agreed a little bit on the over here. Right now, you can get the team total over three and a half at around plus 135, 140 for the Blues. You know what I mean? And and one thing that Alex says quite a bit, and he when we talk personally on Twitter and stuff, is like, all right, well, if you like this over, this team has to score too, right? And, and that's what we've talked about, Alex, where you're like, hey, well, you know, do you want Arizona to score? So it's kind of like, it's true. You know, I think Arizona will, but... Then again, I can kind of cover my ass by just taking the Blues team total and then I'm getting a plus price on it. And realistically, guys, if I think I'm going to hit this over, chances are we're liking Blues to get four goals. Yeah, yeah. I, I, the team total is a good price there. You're right about that. Three and a half of plus uh, 140, even in some spots with that. So uh, it's definitely a good price. Uh, Arizona, I think they had their chances against Buffalo. They Remember, they had eight. They filled it up against uh, Columbus. Uh, before that, uh, or sorry, Columbus filled it up against them, I should say, 8-2. Mm-hmm. to two. So uh, keep that in mind. I think St. Louis pretty good. I think a good chance to get to uh, 
four goals tonight. And, I just don't uh, like want to put too many eggs in one basket, Ian. That's why I don't really no. want to play the over and the team total. So yeah. it's kind I of I like the full game over, other. Andrew, because it is. We are still talking a home opener. Mm-hmm. You know, for even a bad team, we are talking a home opener. I expect a great effort from Arizona. They're not as good as St. Louis. I don't think they'll win. Uh, but I do expect an effort, and I expect a goal or two from them. And I think St. Louis will take care of the rest. And let's, yeah. again, keep in mind, Bennington and Huso, that tandem has not been great for the Blues the last year and a bit. So definitely something to uh, keep in mind there going into this one. Uh, Robert Thomas, by the way, I'm going to keep looking at certain games for him to score because I think he's getting more and more uh, you know, responsibility, more ice time. Uh, for Craig Berube on this team, plus 600. It's a little shot in the dark here tonight. But look, if there's any team that you're going to see a third-line player for the Blues step up, the third-line center and score, it's maybe tonight against a terrible Arizona uh, defense. So uh, Robert Thomas, plus 600. That's my little sprinkle of the night in terms of uh, big uh, value goal scorer prop uh, in this game with the Blues and Coyotes. All right, great stuff with Alex. And if you missed it earlier, uh, Andrew McGinnis is back with us, one of the original members of the Ice Guys, and will be with us every day here on the show, breaking down the card. Uh, great to have Andrew back with us, uh, and great to have everybody tuning into the Ice Guys for a Monday. Uh, before we wrap up the show, unlike Saturday, we will remember to do the best bet segment. Uh, <laughs> the show. We forgot that uh, on Saturday, not today. Uh, we have uh, Ian's brains functioning today, apparently, unlike two days ago. So we will have best. It was bets. the weekend, Ian. It's yeah. all good, man. It was the it weekend. was. And it was a long ass card. We broke down all 14 games and then the Sunday game. And I hope you bet what we liked in the Dallas Ottawa game on Sunday. We both made a case for Ottawa uh, as a home underdog there. Uh, and they got the job done against Dallas yesterday. So uh, good stuff. It was a long show. 15 games we just you know i did i should say just forgot flat out forgot to do the best bet segment but uh we're back with it today best bet time alex we'll start with you what do you like for best bet let's go with the blues and coyotes first period over like you can find it around minus a dollar 15 uh it's the best price like i said the defenses are shaky on both ends uh these two teams have scored against each other often uh going back to last year so we're gonna go with that first period over all right, there you go. St. Louis, Arizona, over one and a half first period for Alex B. Smith. Andrew McGinnis, your return to the ice, guys. Your first best bet since coming back. What do you like? No pressure, eh? Uh, first best bet since we've been being back here. Um, look, give me the Calgary Flames in regulation. Uh, minus 130, current price, I believe. You know, I'm not going to be betting the Flames often this year, guys, but I think this sets up for a good spot for them here against an Anaheim team that, is off a game they only lost by one goal, but it feels like they could have lost by four. And I think, uh, you know, the law of averages might catch up to them here and we'll start seeing some goals come in their side of the net. Um, so give me the Calgary Flames here off a game where they had 43 shots. Let's put some of those in the net tonight. Flames in regulation here. There you go. Calgary Flames in regulation. Uh, you can find that right now at around minus 125. Uh, best bet here for Andrew McGinnis in his return to the Ice Guys show. And my best bet, well, we had our best bet streak snapped uh, Saturday. Carolina-Nashville over fell short, but we had got two in a row, I believe, before that. So we'll see if we can get back in the saddle on the win column, and we'll do it with St. Louis-Arizona over five and a half tonight. Blues and Coyotes. Like I say, St. Louis, we cashed in over with them against Colorado. Take advantage. I think they're better offensively, deeper up front with the forward group, a little bit declined in the blue along the blue line a little bit declining there and of course goaltending i'm not i'm not necessarily drinking the jordan binnington kool-aid right now with his steady decline in goals against average and save percentage since winning the stanley cup so i think arizona home opener they're still fired up for it they'll 
contribute to the scoring, and St. Louis will take care of the rest. So St. Louis, Arizona, over five and a half, my best bet for this Monday card. And that'll wrap up this edition of the Ice Guys. Thanks to everyone for tuning in. If you can't watch the show live on YouTube, which is Monday to Friday, 2 p.m. Eastern, Saturday, Sunday, noon Eastern, make sure you download the Ice Guys podcast in audio form on all major podcast platforms, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeart. Uh, You can find the Ice Guys podcast there daily uh, and download the show in podcast form if you can't watch it live. For Alex B. Smith and the returning uh, Andrew McGinnis, I'm Ian Cameron. Have a great Monday night. Enjoy the games and good luck. And we will talk to you again tomorrow on Tuesday for another edition of the Ice Guys presented by the Hockey Podcast Network.